0: Walk us through the process as as it started, getting in contact, I guess, through the search firm, through CSA, and then yeah. meeting with Jeff and the, and the other officials here.
1: Yeah, so obviously um, the job opened, and and when it did, it was something that I think, you know the world began to connect dots. It wasn't necessarily me necessarily. There was a lot of um, conversation going on out there on, on social media, so to speak. And then as we began to build, um, you know, the, the conversations initially with Jeff, I started to learn just, you know, what exactly he was looking for. I think I know in from, from where I sat what I expect from JMU, but I wanted to know what he felt thought and felt about it and what he was looking for. Cause sometimes it just doesn't work. They're not, we're not looking for the same things and the alignment may, may not be strong, but I, we had a conversation and then they had a chance to visit a chance to visit with them. And after that, you know, we, I went out to Las Vegas. There was a couple days stretch in there and then we turned the corner and we were, we were here. So uh, moved rapidly, but it has to at this, you know, the time frame we're currently in. And, um, you know, that was really the gist of it.
0: And then Jeff mentioned your considerable to-do list w- with that condensed calendar. And I don't even know if he mentioned signing day ne- next week. How does one in your position prioritize all of that? And have you been able to?
1: Yeah, it's it. You have to prioritize, but you also have to compartmentalize. Is what I'm finding the amount of um, the amount of. Uh, subjects that need my attention are extreme on top of trying to meet these players, right? On top of trying to put a personal touch on that, which I have not been able to fully do with the whole team yet. But I sat with the leadership council. I began to figure out within the team, what do they need first, right? And those are items that I can deliver on. And I think that was probably the first and most important step is to make sure when I go about my day every single day, the nucleus of it is around what they expect and need from me as the head coach at this moment. The rest of it then just falls into wherever you find those extra minutes to make a recruiting call or to be in a situation to talk to a a staff member or to put yourself in a spot to talk to the recruiting department about the recruiting boards. We have guys in the portal. If they leave, what's the next steps? All those things are conversations that are continuing and ongoing that we need to be really buttoned up on.
2: Lane? Coach, in the, back
1: up here. Uh, I'm Lane Casanante with CBS yeah. 6 down in Richmond. Yeah. Um, this op- opportunity that you have here is unlike any that anybody's had in f- before you that has come here. You're going to have a new boss before you coach your first game. Right. Yeah. What tells you personally that you are ready to make this step up to this level and this particular opportunity with all the uncertainty that it comes with? Yeah, well first, that starts with trust, right? I I trust President Alger, I, I trust Mary Beth, I trust everybody that will be involved in that, and Jeff will also be involved in it. And I think that, again, alignment will ring true through this next hire that's a uh, B is what makes me ready for this is the, the fact that I did not coach FCS football as an FCS football coach that's not I did not just go on and say this is just FCS football let's run it that way I spent many trips, many hours, many dollars meeting with NFL programs and FBS programs, and when you look into the way our recruiting is done, our sports science is done, our practice is done, our schematics are done, the the overall run of a program is much more like an NFL program than even an FBS program. And that's ultimately what my goal was, was to try to make this as close to a professional program anywhere I've been as humanly possible. And that's what we've had the, the ability to do. And again, when I was from, name it, from Division III to division two to fcs to all the way up that is my objective is to make sure that we're recruiting at a higher level we are building a program at a higher level and i'm not just going to visit with other fcs schools and say this is the level let's do it that way i'm going to say what does the fbs do what does the nfl do and let's find a way to make sure we're implementing that in our program and that's what we've been able to do we played four fbs teams in the past uh, three years we beat two of them and lost to Boston College by three and Army by three as well. So we're putting a product on the field as far as identifying talent, developing that talent, and then after developing that talent, making sure that we can produce on the field by the way, the way we practice, by the way we test things in fire, by the way that we run this program, that puts us in a position to be extremely successful, which we will do here.
2: Uh. Coach uh, Jackson Hepner from uh, Jackson. the Breeze Jamie's Student Newspaper. Great. Um, you talked a little bit about, you know, just the importance of developing players, not mm. just as football players, but as people. Um, throughout the course of your career, as you've sort of worked with, um, you know, plenty of players over numerous different programs, what are the key lessons that you've learned just kind of how to develop these young men as a player and also or as players and just kind of as a mentor for them?
1: Yeah, well, I think that starts with, trust, right? And trust is built over time with consistency and then eventually you have to produce results, right? So over time and consistency, I need to show up every single day, right? The same way, Whether, whatever I'm going through in my personal life, I need to show up for them, like it is the greatest day of my life. If you went to Disney World and you watch Mickey Mouse run around, walking around kicking rocks, and he is having a bad day, that would impact you in a, in a major way. So I understand that I am one of one on this, on this team, right? And there are many members of this team that need me to show up every day in the best frame of mind possible that's a starting with consistency and time right the second part of that though is transparency right and communication transparency and communication are two very important things that every program needs to have and that when it matters the most allows you to understand what you're thinking Jackson what I'm thinking and what do we have to do to meet in the middle so to me uh, it, it comes down to that really trust consistency transparency so that we get to the bottom of things pretty quickly
2: You mentioned how you don't really see a need to like knock everything down Mm -hmm. in the program when looking at, you know, kind of your coaching staff, are you going to be looking at, you know, keeping a lot of the guys who are still here, maybe bringing some outside hires, particularly maybe from places like Holy Cross that you've worked with before.
1: Yeah. So we're going to find the perfect blend of all of it, right? Is that is my job. So, People helped me get here. I did not get here by myself, right? That is not lost on me. So I have a responsibility you know, to them to make sure that I put them in the best position, but I have a responsibility to JMU to make sure that we find the guys are the most competent football coaches that can connect the best with our players. And then there has to be this overall chemistry that works in that office. So to me, competence, connection, chemistry. We're going to spend a lot of time together, right? And you'll walk by these offices and those lights will be on long into the hours and way early in the morning, right? So I need to know that I'm with good people that I trust, good people that I believe in, good people that are very, very good at their jobs that can connect with these young men and help to continue to develop them on and off the field. All of these guys' goals on this team should be to go to the NFL, right? So at Division Two, we had seven go to the NFL. At Holy Cross, I think we're even higher than that now, right? And that doesn't always exist. That is my goal when it is said and done. But ultimately, there's also this goal of connecting and developing them as young men because at some point, you gotta hang up the cleats. And when you do that, what type of person are you? What type of employee are you? What type of father or husband are you? That also is, is part of this job. So I will find the right people to do that through connection, competence, and chemistry. I'll go
2: Thank back you. first and then back up front.
1: Back here, Coach Anthony yep. Romano from WDBJ in Roanoke. Congratulations. Thanks, Anthony. Um, what were your impressions of this program from the outside, whether it be the the excitement of the college game day crowd or,
3: or just simply the success on the field last year?
1: Well, the success is what, what stands out, and not only last year, but prior. So when I first got into the FCS level, uh, we had lost to a, I won't say the name of the team, but we had lost to a team and we finished second in our conference. And then I watched you know, the, uh, our JMU team play that team later and, and the, the season ended that way. But ultimately watching those guys play, I was like, and then seeing it year after year after year, there was something special here. The energy here, when you watch a game in this stadium, there's something different about that. So I understood what caliber of players, Comes here, understood what caliber of you know student athlete comes here, and as we talk about the everything university, that's my job is to make sure of that. But I, to me, this immense amount of respect, right, a, immense amount of you know understanding of what shapes this program and how vital the community is to it, and we're going to need a whole lot more of that as as we move forward.
4: Katie Harper with the Daily okay. News Record here in Harrisonburg, what? JMU has been a program that's kind of taken the FBS stage by storm this year. Mm-hmm. So what's been the emotions behind taking over a program like this?
1: Well, it's a transition, right? And to go through that transition and have so much success, that is remarkable. Right now, for probably the high 4th ranked highest ranked group of five program in the country right now, that is a huge responsibility that comes with that in my mind. So what, comes with that is finding the right people to build the staff, connecting with these players, and really getting to work. Emotionally, you understand the challenges that come with every level you've been at. So there's not a ton of emotion connected to it. There's just this sense of let's get to work, right? Let's get to work, let's learn these players, let's continue to develop these players, and let's help them through this bowl game, and then turn the corner into that next semester and be ready to go. So I wouldn't say a lot of emotion. I would say just a a long, long to-do list of of, uh, things we gotta get working on. Hey coach, Jarvis Heron, WHSB TV here in Harrisonburg. Considering you enter a situation where the foundation's been laid with all the success that this program has had, how does that change your approach and your Mm -hmm. philosophies, if at all? Well, it allows you to move faster, quicker. So when you come into a program that you need to totally rebuild, it's like year two, year three until you start seeing some of those results. I Think here, you're already started, right? You're, you're, in, a, you're on a, in a great place. We just need to identify some issues, correct those, identify the strengths, build on those, and continue to advance and accelerate this program. So this reminds me of year three or four, you know, for me, maybe being at a program that, you know, had high-level talent, championship culture, right, a community of support. That's what this reminds me of. When you had to that got that initially built when you were trying to to start from scratch you don't have to do that here so again it's about engaging in the community getting out in the community we're talking about it earlier about trying to put something together before the end of this week even but just how do we start to move this as fast as humanly possible so that we don't miss a beat
4: back of the room. Hey, uh, Hey coach, how's it going? Yeah, um, great. David de Guzman, WFXR TV in Roanoke. Uh, congrats again. Thank Jeff you. mentioned, uh, your ability to recruit the East coast. How important will recruiting in the Commonwealth be, especially at a time when college football in this state is very competitive.
1: Yeah, huge. And that's again, where those connections with the high school football coaches comes, come into play. When I was even at Holy, I lived in, in Baltimore for, you know, I think six years I was there and the DMV was, fertile recruiting ground for us. When I went back and looked at this roster, a lot of it came from just west of D.C., right? One of our best players at Holy Cross comes from Sterling, Virginia, and he's a phenomenal football player. Uh, But we understand this area, right? And for me, it's about finding the other coaches with even deeper connections to it, and myself getting on the road and developing the relationships with those coaches. This has got to be the the focal point of our recruiting. This has got to be the focal point of our relationship building, and we're ready for that.
2: Kaden, then back to David.
4: Um, Kaden Bridges from JMU Student Newspaper, also. Um, you talk about being player oriented. What mm. did the last few days look like, kind of getting you to know this new team? And how do you plan on continuing to build those relationships with this new team?
1: Time right just time spending time with them and and that has got to be the the again the most important thing that I do right now they don't know what to expect from me just yet I stood in front of the the whole team twice only up to this point in time this is day three where where we are at so I was in the weight room the other morning I was at practice the other day I was was there for one practice then in a walkthrough today's practice after you know we're gonna begin to implement a couple things that will look like our future program as well just the the practice structure so if any of you are around and want to head out to practice it's open please feel free free to be there. I think it's a great opportunity. But that's it. Time and, and finding the windows to be able to sit down with each of those. And then to end up moving into position groups and finding time to spend maybe a lunch with each of them here before you know that plane takes off for the bowl game.
4: Right. And then one more question. You sure. said that um you know JMU's this winning culture and you talk mm-hmm. about your coaching transition from D2, D three, FCS, mm-hmm. now you're here. What made JMU the right place for this point in your coaching transition?
1: This, so as I look at the landscape of all of it, the success that you just had immediately, that now we just had immediately, stands out to me at this FBS level. This, the support of it, the the community, the the history here, all is what made that perfect. Also, geographically, the location. It's not in the deep south, an area I don't understand. It's not out in Ohio, maybe, an area that I'm not familiar with. It's not up in Buffalo, New York, where maybe I'm not, this is, you know, two and a half hours, three hours away from my home, right? So that to me starts to have those regions that I'm most familiar with uh, has access to that and that also had a, a, big, a, a big reason for me being here.
0: <clears throat> Bob, having played for your dad, when did it dawn on you that after you hung up your cleats, that you wanted to get into the family business?
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> it's a good way to say it, uh, right away. I just knew that right away. I think as I sat and watched him coach and I saw the relationships and the impact he made on those young men, I think it was just what I was supposed to do, right? I didn't it really think of anything else, you know, that I, I could have done with my life. I did not want to be, I identified as just one thing. I wanted to be a football coach because with that comes a recruiter, comes a program builder, comes a psychologist, comes a connector, comes all the a business sense, a rec- marketing. It, it's an, an unbelievable profession because of all the different hats. It's challenging because of the different hats you have to wear, but it's an unbelievable profession. I knew right away that that's what I wanted to
0: do. And then your, your last three Holy Cross teams, ultra successful. Just looking at the numbers, you ran the ball about 60% of the time. Yep. What does Bob Chesney's ideal offense look like? You had a fabulous dual threat quarterback mm-hmm. there who's now on the portal.
1: Yes. So it looks like whatever our strengths are on that team. Um, if you go back to the, the assumption days, there's still a guy playing you know, in the NFL or four still playing in the NFL right now, or three still playing in the NFL right now, Uh, but we were not a great mobile quarterback with an unbelievable slot receiver and another great receiver and we were able to really spread the ball around and create big plays over and over again especially then in special teams but offensively it's going to be based around ultimately the quarterback that's where a lot of it starts so you need to have a quarterback that could compete in pressure situations and deliver over and over again which is why practice structure needs to be very very important for that kid to be put on the line and go through those emotions of succeeding and winning a game or failing and losing a game and learning from it long before he ever gets out there in the most crucial you know crucial moments but we will play to our player strengths we will get the ball to our playmakers and at some point though you do have to run the ball at fourth and one if the whole stadium knows we're running right their their defense knows we're running we have to be able to play tough physical football that still travels that still wins especially as you get up um, you know up in the northeast or wherever it might be as things move forward Coach, with the expansion of the college football playoff next year, how does that change what the range or, or, or the potential for success is for this program? I think it changes it drastically. You know, you you find yourself in the window where you can get into that thing. What does that do for this program and this community? Again, the the places I've been from Division three to Division two, we found ourselves in a, one of the top eight to top five teams in the country at programs where – we were very different than everywhere else, right? We did not have grad school. We did not have fifth and sixth years. We did not have that. And, and that extremely, extremely high academics, when you look at the teams that we were beating and competing with, we didn't look anything like them. We didn't have a lot of the resources um, you know, that they had, and we were still able to do that. So to me, that is the ultimate goal. That's what the goal should be here. That's what I hope we all are signed up for at this moment because that is the ultimate goal when it's set and done. Nothing Anything for you? Not, not, not a single question for you. <laughs> David, go <laughs> ahead. It's an easy day for me. Yeah, jeez.
0: <laughs> Just a couple. <laughs> Did you take this job without having visited campus, or did you come here before accepting I've been the here
1: job? Uh, two times before. I, I was here and where I visited with uh, the, not this previous coaching staff, but coaching staffs earlier. So I was aware of this area. I was aware of, now the stadium was just being built the last time I was here. Oh. Uh, so that was, just, that, that was a, a certainly a leap of faith in some ways, but ultimately, yes, I, I had been down here two times prior. Yeah.
0: And then Jeff? Are you able to reveal any contract terms you had said when Kurt left that you had offered to make him the highest paid coach in the Sun Belt? Is Bob now the highest paid coach we'll in the Sun We'll be happy Belt?
3: to share the uh, contract information with you when it's complete. How about that? Those are the questions I like, by the way. <laughs> Me Easy. too. I like that question too. <laughs> I'm sure we answer.
4: And then, Jeff, I do have a question for you. You, When we spoke to you last a week and a half ago, you said that there had already been dozens of people that reached out to you about Mm -hmm. this job. Mm -hmm. Was he high on your list even with people reaching out?
3: Yes. Um, I said in the beginning we had head coaches on our list and there were a lot of those that reached out, but we had four times as many assistants that wanted this job. And as you can imagine, when you go through a search, go into a search, everybody that you know is going to call you and help give you advice uh, or has a name. But for us, um, I really thought the process went extremely well. It's always great at the end of the day when you get your number one candidate and you feel as good about him today as we did the day that he was identified. So all good.
2: Jeff, you mentioned how at one point you thought that Coach Signet would be your last coaching hire, and that sort of changed <laughs> unexpectedly. <laughs> how? You know, just looking at next year when you're not going to be the athletic director anymore, but Coach Chesney will be at the helm of the football team, how much confidence do you have in this program moving forward?
3: Tremendously confident because we're talking about JMU culture. We're not talking about one person as an athletic director or one football coach. We're talking about an enduring culture, and that's what we've built at this institution. It's what we recruit to, and it's what helps us thrive. And whoever is sitting in this seat next year will do a phenomenal job. It will be a very, very competent, capable, good person because that's who we hire. So I'm bullish on our future, as they say.
4: Coach, with um, Coach Rabliski and his staff, obviously preparing for the first bull game, yeah. what is your kind of contribution and hands-on efforts look like right now with that?
1: Yeah, so they're ever-changing. I, I, I'm, they're doing a great job. They brought in some guys from the outside that are familiar with the triple option that, that Air Force will employ. And I think they're I, as I watch them, they're doing an excellent job. My job is to be here and be present with our players. It's interesting because, and I said to the, you know, to Coach Robo and others, it, it's it could be a little uncomfortable if we let it be there. Let's let's not do that. Let's just make sure that we're in this for the all in all in this for the right reason. So ultimately, there'll be a couple of different drills we put in the practice today to just elevate a little bit of the excitement and the energy and test a couple things in fire. But um, that's really it. I'm not going to get involved in things I see schematically. That's that won't be it. This will be their chance to prepare and lead the team in those roles, which I think is really exciting for them. And then for me, it's really going to be about just evaluating our coaches, evaluating our players, and be building those relationships. I will watch energy. I will watch effort, and I will watch our competitive spirit because ultimately that's, that's what will also win games. Jeff, just for you, um, you mentioned how Coach Chesney was high on you guys' list. Was there a specific moment where you and the search committee had that moment where you're like, yeah, this is this is our guy.
3: When we drove up to his house and he opened the side door, didn't bring us in the front door, <laughs> brought us in the side door, we had a chance to meet him and, and Andrea and it took about 10 minutes into his presentation and I just intrinsically thought we got our guy. This, this is the person for JMU because that's one of the blessings about being around a place for 24, 25 years. You know what works and... Um, you could just feel it. And when it's right, it's right. And I, you know, it was great to meet the family, but you could tell. And his preparedness, uh, his presentation, the way he knew us and he knew the program that's somebody that did their homework. And he was ready for that presentation. And I think we jumped back in the car going back to, to the airport and we all felt like, wow, that was powerful. So, very good
0: how valuable is that opportunity to evaluate it in, in the current time? Because a lot of your colleagues are taking new jobs with programs that aren't in post-season right. You don't have to wait till spring. In-
1: invaluable, invaluable to, to watch these players compete, to watch, you know, their passion for the game, identify some have more than others. Like who are those leaders and not by who speaks the most, but by their action though, those things you usually have to wait and you get around to spring ball to finally see it, which is months away, to be able to have a leg up on that for me to be able to start to understand what our team is comprised of is invaluable.
2: Jeff, this was your fourth head coaching search. Was there anything different that you were looking at compared to sort of some of the things that you were looking for in the other coaching searches?
3: Not really. It goes back to foundational elements. I mean, it, it didn't have anything to do with where the program was, the number of games that we'd won. Um, at the end of the day, it goes back to the character of the individual, their ethics, how well you think they're going to relate to the young men and the environment and where they are. And do they have the vision to create greatness? Do they have that? And do you believe they can make that happen? And you, you basically are going to feel that. You know, That's part of what administrators do. Our job is to help find coaches and support them. And uh, for me, I look for the same thing every time. Sometimes you find it sooner than later, though.